0: Welcome to Podcast Maximus. I am Tom McNally and with me is...
1: Marion Hilditch. Also, there is...
0: Uh, Stuart Webb. And the three of us combined make this probably two-hour-long podcast, which today will be about TF Nation 2018, a Transformers convention that took place in Birmingham in 2018. Probably, (laughs) like, last week, wasn't it?
1: Oh, gosh, yes, it was last week. This time last week, it was wrapping up.
0: Oh. Now, we're all aware of the terrible grisly murder that happened at TF Nation. We're also all aware that I, Tom... Wasn't at TF Nation and and you know, you're also all aware that I am an amateur detective. Often do consulting work for the local police station when they have particularly grisly or nasty cases. So I'm gonna solve the case of the TF Nation murder. Oh, it was Chris McFeely. Chris McFeely did it. Well, we're going to examine Chris McFeely's motives and his exact positioning for pretty much the next hour and a half. I'm going to do this by interviewing Stuart and Marion of exactly what they were doing and what I missed at TF Nation 2018. Are you with me? Um, no, William.
2: I'm a few hundred miles away, Tom.
0: Yes. Well, anyway, they're strapped to their chairs. There's bright light shining in their eyes. Uh, yeah. We've uh, dosed them full of sodium pentothal. And, uh, and let's Let's begin. Marion, how did you enter the world of TF Nation this year?
1: I didn't do it. Oh, oh sorry. What did you ask?
0: Too sly for me. Uh, how did it begin? What did you... When Were you there for Thursday? Were you there for Friday?
1: I arrived on the Friday, uh, sort of around oh, three o'clock, I think. And uh, I just got in. And I went up to my room and I dropped my stuff, and then I came straight back down because we had a date with many other people uh, to go eat some churros.
0: Stuart was one
1: of those people. So
0: (laughs) how many how many churros did you eat?
1: I had six, Tom. Six in a row. In a row. After I'd had proper lunch.
0: (laughs) Stuart, did you witness this? I about.
2: I was sat next to a guy who had a little cute, tiny bumblebee third-party toy, so I didn't really notice anything else at the table. The murder could have happened there, because I was just going, oh, it's a little bumblebee, it's a little bumblebee, little bumblebee, little bumblebee, it's a little bumblebee. I was doing that for 40 minutes. Excellent. But I had three churros, and just donuts. To be honest, I wasn't really that impressed with LaGuardios. I ended up going there twice, and it was a bit... I, I've not heard of it before. I don't know if it's a southern thing. Uh, it,
0: what is a Laguardias?
1: It's it's not at all what Stuart pronounces it as. I think we should give Stuart all the foreign-sounding names from now on just to sit here and laugh.
2: Laguardos <laughs> <laughs> La or whatever it is, Las really.
1: La Singuanas, the tapas place, a sort of like Mexicanish South. Oh, yeah,
0: like an iguana. <laughs> yeah. Right, okay, yes, that chain Mexican... Yeah, it's terrible, that place.
2: On <laughs> the second time we were there, we...
1: <laughs> but, the, but the churros were great.
0: Okay, all right.
2: I'm not convinced right. donuts are Mexican food, though.
1: <laughs> um, well, they're there a Spanish thing. Right. Maybe there's a connection there. Um, there's, uh, there's some history to this, in that um, Graham um, Thompson at some point, uh, declared on Twitter that uh, he was going for, th- he was being taken for tourists, I think. And um, everybody started going, oh, that sounds great. Let me come with you. And I said that I don't like them. And the whole internet just went quiet and looked at me. Like I'd insulted their mother or something. So uh, everybody <laughs> was trying to convince me that I, I was wrong. And uh, I am open to being proven wrong. Um, so I said, fine, I'll try them again. Um, and uh, a lot of uh, the rest of Twitter joined in, and hence our visit.
2: Okay, to- yeah, to yeah, the- I should point out uh, Graham Thompson's mother is a churro. That's that's why he acted like you insulted his mother, but he still loved her in the end. That was a that was a tragedy. She was just too delicious.
1: Oh man, this
0: is like a, like a Greek ancient Greek play.
1: Was that the murder then?
0: Graham Thompson <laughs> ate his own mother at TF Nation twenty eighteen. You heard it here first. That's why the
2: service was so bad. It confused the staff. Uh they didn't want to bring us our jug of water because he was just sat there just biting into a giant human tribe. It was terrible.
0: <laughs> okay, I'm writing this down. Suspect one Graham Thompson with teeth kills mother, devours. Right? Like Kronos. Gotcha. Okay, cool. So um, I imagine this was very pleasant, this Churos uh, cannibalism spree.
1: It was. We caught up with some friends, uh, like Huang. Huang from Australia, who was at TF Nation for a second year. Hello. Hello, you sure Huang.
0: I met you last year and that was very pleasant. You were dressed as Hot Rod last year. What was Huang dressed as this year? Hot Rod. <laughs> It's his oh, thing. Right. It's his But the
1: other, the other hot rod, we will what? tell you more about it when we talk about the cosplay competition.
0: Okay, right. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Oh, I don't know who won. I don't know who won the cosplay competition.
1: Oh, it's gonna be all very uh, suspenseful.
0: And I don't even know the honorable mentions. Well, uh, but- <sighs> a lot to cover. Okay, so this was Friday afternoon. Uh, what mm-hmm. what was the convention offering except for churros?
1: Uh, it was offering uh, some fun panels there was a a dealer's panel which we missed because churros mm-hmm. and then there was the quiz quiz time oh uh, the the um, all-time favorite quiz that i think christmas philip puts together every year and everybody gets like a tenth of the answers or something or maybe that's just us i don't know um so yeah we we did really badly at that but it was fun i what, think i knew what? Two answers out of, I don't know, five billion.
0: Can you remember a question that you answered correctly? Uh, What were the names
2: of uh, Overlord's Power Master Partners? We got that one. Ah,
0: Megan and Giguloni.
1: Yeah, those things. And I knew what's the equivalent of conjuncts and Jura, but for friends.
0: Amica friends.
1: Endura. Amica Endura,
0: right, gotcha. Oh, you were oh. so
2: close, Tom, but you'd be no good to us. You'd be no good oh. to us.
0: It's, it's. there's something, so uh, if you don't know, listening to this podcast, Chris McFeely is one of the chief contributors um, of the TF Wiki and has become to be known in in the past few years as... Some sort of living, breathing Baltax database of all Transformers knowledge, and uh, the idea of him being Quizmaster is intimidating to me. Weeks in the future and miles away, I'm quaking in my boots.
2: Well, I think what he's best known for now is though, just being very hungover all convention. <laughs> <laughs> he was an ill man. It was.
0: Ah. Yeah. To...
1: Oh, and uh, Chris McPhile has been doing a series on YouTube.
0: I know I watched the 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 Perceptor one.
1: Yeah, it's good, right?
0: Uh yeah, yeah, I'm hooked.
1: Yeah uh, me too. I think it's great especially if you're trying to introduce things to new fans, but I find it great when it's topics I don't know much about. It's a good intro.
0: Hmm. it's Transformers the Basics on YouTube um mm-hmm. of by Quizmaster Hungover Chris McFeely. So um did do you spot Chris doing any murders? Uh, only of his own head. He murdered his own head. Okay, I'm going to write that down. What With with, with alcohol. <laughs> you can call it poison some, if you like, Thomas. Some sort of fermented grain to kill his own head.
2: Um, As you do, I don't know if he was ill because of alcohol. He was just up till 5am in the morning. He couldn't been doing anything that made him feel ill <laughs> after 5 o'clock mm. in the morning.
0: Overwatch. That's not
2: slander of a man. Yes, he could have be working very hard on a YouTube mm. video.
0: Yes, yeah, he gets them out on time, uh, every time. Okay, so you did a quiz. Uh, who won that? Some, some people. Yeah, some nerds. <laughs> oh, I hate them already. What did they win?
1: They won a naked Jim Sorensen.
0: Oh, forever or on loan?
1: <laughs> Sometimes you'll have to put clothes
0: on again. It's just... <laughs>
1: No, no. Was it? Was it his pants? Did they win his pants?
2: His swimming trunks, I think. Hopefully that's not the ones it. he was. I was hoping he had two sets on him. One he was actually wearing when he was running really about half naked. The other to give to the winner. Cause be just weird if he actually had literally just ripped them off Cause it's, that's not fra- going to be a fragrant pair of swimming trunks.
0: You know, I'm yes. surprised they don't advertise this sort of thing more often. That this is the only Transformers convention. In the world where you can win a pair of uh, just an, any item of Jim Sorensen's clothing.
2: Uh, people only want the hat though. That's uh
0: Oh, is that what they were after?
2: Did uh, anyone win it? No, it's stuck to his head. Oh, next year. Next year. I'm gonna SWAT up. I'm gonna mainline well, the wiki. You know what, what I sh- what I should say though, because we did skip over it, is that uh I was actually there on Thursday. I did not just the Choros were not my first big meal out with everybody. I went to uh, the a gourmet burger bar. This is on, huge uh, if true. And had uh, one of about 20 different burgers I had over the weekend because so I just couldn't be half sweet anything else. So I was, let's oh, have a burger.
0: <laughs> so for you, TF Nation is a burger fest. It is. It's, uh, that was very, very
2: nice, very chilled. I uh, did it say overnight on over a Thursday, so I had to catch the train back. But I had the excuse that I had sold uh, some old Marvel books to uh, Nick Roach. But were quite heavy, so I was like, I'll oh, I take them on the Thursday and uh, leave them in somebody's room, that would say we had to carry a lot on the uh the Friday. That was my cutting plan, an excuse. And uh, it let me lure Nick Roach to my bedroom on the Saturday night, so it's all it was all good. Many people have tried to do that over the years.
1: Did you kill him?
2: Well, it's, 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 he may have killed Sam Bush, because uh, I don't think anybody saw Sam Bush after Nick Roach left on the uh the Sunday. That's very suspicious. He Mate. he didn't
1: kill him, Stuart. He just took him with him. That's
2: <laughs> it's a, a sort of death. I like to thank the person on Twitter when I made that joke about uh, Sam Bush disappearing the same time as Nick Roach, Who somebody very seriously told me where they had last seen Sam Bush to reassure me. And I was like, "Oh, f- thank you." That was a that was a serious question I was asking. Thank you for, for putting my mind at rest. <laughs> oh, there's a yeah,
1: certain... they were trying to be helpful. Yeah, you that's why, can that's set your
0: watch Someone on Twitter not getting the joke.
2: It happens so often with my jokes. They're obviously too sophisticated.
0: <laughs> That's exactly it. Um, okay, so you were there a day early. That's important information. That, that, that could, uh, I'm putting that into my dossier. Were there many people there on the Thursday? Uh, quite a
2: few, actually, yes. I uh, uh, certainly remember when you we sat around in the, for Hilton Bar talking. There was a great big swath of people. I have a table. I do. I do. I would suggest a swaff. Yeah, that's the official side language yeah. for
0: a swath. Stuart is is moving his arms around his head.
2: Uh, that was good. So I've to, to chat to people I didn't really talk to much uh, last year, like Inky uh, from from Twitter. I got because we both work in retail. I had a long chat with her about our uh, <laughs> relative retail experiences. It's very different in Ireland, I tell you. It's, but. Uh, Because that's what we come to your for, to just talk to people about their day jobs. I'm sure she appreciated that. And uh, talk to people like Becca and Graham and various other uh, chilled, relaxed types. And I only failed to recognise one person I already knew. So that was a good day.
0: Oh, man. Yes, that is the fear, isn't it? That you know someone, you know them well, you've spoken to them in other years. Your brain fails you.
2: It's a terrible thing, Terry, I tell you it. (laughs)
0: <laughs> okay so we went back to thursday a bit but let's uh let's move forward on friday uh someone won jim Sorensen's pants mm. it wasn't you
1: oh um before we got into the hall actually as people were starting to queue i forgot um i was approached by ken who is one of our listeners, who was actually at the Churros uh, dinner uh, (gasps) earlier in the day, but didn't really get to speak to, uh, who had lots of lovely things to say about the podcast, and particularly our Nick Roach interview, and he seemed uh, to be giving two thumbs up to your line of questioning there, Tom. So, hi, Ken. Thank you for saying hi, and thank you for all the lovely things you said about the podcast.
0: Oh, thank you, Ken. I'm going to write down right here, Ken... Not a murderer, <laughs> and I'm gonna put me in brackets. Nice, instead. <laughs> there you go. You're, you're off the hook, malado.
1: Yes, yes. All it takes is just coming up to us and telling us how much you like the podcast, and that's it.
0: Yeah, maybe someday um, you can come on the podcast, and I can ask you about Jesus. <laughs>
1: That is open nodding. to anybody,
0: actually. Uh, you, <laughs> you can come on this podcast. And I'm going to ask you about Jesus. Mm,
1: mm, but is Jesus... No. Oh,
0: God. Okay, hang on.
1: He stole that right under um, Springer's oh, nose, didn't oh,
0: he? Oh, God. Too many Jesuses in this story. Uh, that was a big spoiler, uh, you've all just listened to. Oh, we'll, so. we'll
2: put a comedy sound effect over the side of a <laughs> name, so nobody will know who it
0: is.
1: Yeah, good, good. I, I approve of this idea.
0: <laughs> okay, was uh, and then, was that it for um, convention events
1: for Friday? There was a screening of uh, some Generation 1 episodes, I believe uh, we left at that point, and we went to the bar. I think that was the end of the... Uh, actual convention uh scheduled um panels though. No? Uh went to the bar and my memory kind of fails me. Um we spoke to so many people. Oh I know what we did. We played Top Trumps. Top Trumps? What about werewolf? Nobody had it. It was horrible. Everyone who had card games to bring did not bring them. I was deeply disappointed.
0: I have since acquired a set of werewolf. Oh um, good. And uh you know it was sitting here on my shelf. Wow, Were you you playing it by
2: yourself whilst we were at Team Nation, Tom? Were you just sat there pretending you were with us?
0: It's difficult to play One Night Ultimate Werewolf by oneself, but you know, I've drafted some rules for solo werewolf that uh, are available uh, as a printout and cut PDF. That doesn't sound sad at all. When you're next... New next
2: can't afford to go to. No, but this is getting borderline now. I think we need to, to <laughs> zip Jimmy up the room. Uh, I say, I, I mainly just sat there, but uh, Marion was up and about all over the place, so she had her charity cards to uh, sell. So she, she had a lot of energy over the convention, much more than me, so she's going to have a lot more interesting stories. But, Which.
1: God knows where that came from. But apparently, yeah, I didn't sit down for long periods of time at this convention uh, somehow. I was doing two things, two very different things. A, I had a set of charity cards. I was trying to make people aware that they were there. Uh, And people were buying them. It was great. And the other was, I was going around interviewing people for our mega post-IDW episode. Oh? yeah, so I was going around talking to people. These are, you know, very quick questions um, about the love of IDW and so on. So we we got a lot of people at the convention to talk to us, which was great. And we're gonna save a lot of this as a surprise for the episode itself. So we're not gonna go into it now.
0: Okay, this is this is this is news news to me, who's on the podcast as well. I'm excited. But hang on, that's let, way we, we uh, you you skipped over something important there. Okay. Tell me, remind us all about yeah. your charity cards. Raising money so, for
1: domestic abuse. Yeah. I mentioned them at the last podcast. A set of five reading cards. These are cards of my photography featuring your favorite Transformers characters. And Uh, I am selling them all for charity. They're going to a charity called IDAS. They're based in York. They're the only refuge for women and children in York. They also support victims of uh, domestic and sexual abuse. They are doing a lot of good things and they need support being a local charity. So this is my way of supporting them. And uh, all all the money from the cards goes... Towards Idus. Uh, a lot of people were kind enough to give me extra money and to date i think it's something like hmm, just over 200 pounds uh, that we've raised so that's been going amazingly well a lot of people just straight up donated the plan is now because i do want to try and sell as many of these as i can to put them online on my online store which i'll uh, post more about when it's ready i'm hoping i'll manage it by the end of this week but we'll see And then anyone can buy them uh, from anywhere in the world, not just people who have been to TF Nation. And I hope you will support this because it really is a very good cause.
2: And uh, I'll mention this now, uh, just in case anybody ever tunes out when we're promoting ourselves at the end of the podcast, which you shouldn't do. You should listen to our adverts. They are good, worthy things. Uh, But I also got one set uh, signed by five people, by uh, Stan Bush, James Roberts, who raised a little bit of the inside as well. Uh, Jack Lawrence. Kay Zaba. Is that everybody? Uh, how many is that? Is that four or five? I feel like. How many did you say? That's four. So, no, four. Who was the fifth one? Uh, Sam Bush.
1: James Nick K. James Nick K, Jack, and Sambush.
2: And Sambush, yeah, that's a, that's a five. Uh, I whose names I've learned to heart very well. Uh, but I am a Doing a blind auction on my Twitter feed uh, at Inflatable where anyone who wants a set of five uh, of those five memorable names can uh, DM me. Uh, their, how much they be willing to pay? And whoever offers the most will get the set, and all the money will go to the charity. Uh, free postage. No, I will pay postage rather, uh, so you don't have to worry about that. So it's just uh whatever you want, and there's already been uh, some surprising eyebrow-raising offers. Uh, People love a bit of Sandbush, clearly. Uh, So uh, do uh, DM me or send me an email to crazeweb at yahoo.co.uk and uh, tell me what you think they're worth. And They could be yours. You could have a Sandbush hot rod looking at you. Oh
0: Oh my god.
1: (laughs) Um... Stuart did stand in a lot of queues for very long periods of time uh, to get this autograph. So thanks a lot, Stuart, and for taking the time and effort to do all this. So please DM Stuart and give him uh, your amount.
2: Hey, so at the moment, this is going up till uh, Friday the 31st of August. It might be extended a little bit longer, depending on if uh, some other podcasts mention in it. But uh, at the moment, assume the 31st is end, and if that changes, I'll let people know on Twitter.
1: I also wanna to thank toifu uh who took some of the cards uh on the table to sell uh for those who don't know toyfu are at Nation every year they are a sort of um charity retailer shall we call them They basically collect toys all year round from people uh for free. Uh, people who want to bin toys just donate them to them, and they sell them all for charity, and all the money goes to Mary's Meals every year. And this year, especially, they did particularly well. They uh, had <laughs> uh, they had a lot of Transformers animated figures, uh, which all looked lovely just on the table right there. A lot of people I know grabbed quite a few of those. They had an actual box of James Roberts' own toys, which he'd given them when he was clearing his attic. Uh, They also had a brand new copy of Eugenesis, uh, which went to auction. And um, I think they had the one and the other one, yeah, the other one went to TMUK, didn't it? Uh, Both were raising funds for auction. Anyway, they because I was selling the cards just for charity, they took some on the table as well. So thank you very much for that. Uh, to mention that they raised over seven grand this year uh, for Mary's Meals. Uh, it's a it's a fantastic thing that they're doing. Uh, really worthwhile. So if you're a TF Nation and walking past the table, make a point of picking something up. They always have good stuff anyway. Um, so uh, yeah. Okay,
0: so that deals with Friday. Did you guys sleep well and sound?
1: Uh, Yeah, yeah, I I I kept my alcohol consumption relatively low throughout the conference, so my sleep was generally good, if not sufficient.
0: Any weird dreams?
1: Any omens? You know? No, nothing about murders Mm. or screaming babies, or I don't know crows. Mm, No, nothing comes to mind right now.
0: Okay, well, yeah, it's worth 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 asking.
2: See, I I felt very lucky this year because last year I had my thing where they wouldn't let me into my room for two, till two hours after checking. in. Uh, this year, <laughs> when I was coming down on a Friday, uh, the app wasn't letting me check into my room. Like, oh no, here we go again. So, I get to the desk at two o'clock and I'm like, uh, the, the app's not working for me. Is my room okay? And they like, yeah, your room's fine. Here it is. Go. Your your room is ready an hour early. So that made a great. Great mm. difference this year.
1: and uh... It was the exact opposite of last year's experience. Yeah,
0: they seemed pretty overburdened last year, but they were um, uh, uh, less so now.
1: Oh, and we had a different convention at the hotel with us this year. Take a guess what it was, Tom. <gasps> uh,
0: so it wasn't the quilting. That was last year, right? Yeah. Um, was it a Voltron convention?
1: It wasn't, but how cool would that have been? We would have been very confused. <laughs>
0: okay okay was it a jerry anderson's ufo convention
1: it was not it had nothing to do with sci-fi or just sci in general
0: okay 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 something something jesusy
1: it was not something okay this could go on a while (laughs) would you like to know what it was (laughs) yes please it was a salsa convention so there were lots (gasps) of dancers around
0: oh that kind of salsa oh wow what would they were they were they salsering <laughs> kind of, around. What kind of sals. Well, my first, my mind first went maybe because the churros just that there was like a, a whole, whole
1: convention hotel, just to salsa.
0: Yeah, little little bowls of tomato sauce.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was all incredibly healthy young people just <laughs> intimidating hell out of all of us middle age.
0: borderline alcoholics <laughs> with their steps and their their flexibility. <laughs>
1: Uh. Yeah, they were all in and out of the pool, and it was like in their trainers and their swimsuits, looking very active and all kinds of inappropriate behaviour.
0: Well, God rot their souls.
1: <laughs> yeah, so that was the that was just to set the scene of the atmosphere at the Hilton.
0: <laughs> That's good. Do you do you, um, do you think they'll be back next year?
1: Oh, I don't know. I hope so. It'd be good if they were a fixture. There was some weird crossover because uh, some of the people uh, got to talking to some of the people from the other convention. And apparently there was somebody in the salsa convention who was a huge Transformers fan. and was having a serious moment when he realized it was a Transformers convention at <laughs> the same place.
2: Not, not, not that much of a fan, man, if it's a easy person.
1: But... <laughs> <laughs> And also, one of the Transformers uh, attendees, TF Nation attendees, discovered there were a couple of people that he knew very well in the salsa convention. So he ended up spending more time in the salsa convention.
0: <laughs> wow. Who'd have thought this cross pollination was already I, happening? Ah.
1: This is the, the niche of the niches, seriously, like crossover hobbies.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, I think, they should, I think uh, the organizers should get talking. Of these of these events, and you know, try yeah. and because it, it could really um, it could really spice up the cosplay competition for sure. If it's a cosplay and salsa,
1: salsa dancing transformers, what more yeah. can you ask for?
2: Hmm. Well, well, while Eating salsa as well. Yes. So oh, that was that just was to make <laughs> you happy. <so>. All
0: <laughs> okay. So Saturday morning, uh, paint me a picture. Was there? Was there? A, you went to breakfast.
1: There was breakfast. We got the there was an extra room open this year because they were renovating one of the rooms. So we had the room which is nearest to the terrace where the Corona bar is uh, open, which was which was a nice surprise. There was a view. You could see the lake for breakfast from breakfast.
0: Oh, that man-made lake. Um,
1: but we didn't have waffles in there. That was uh, a minus.
0: Ah, um, who 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 did you dine with breakfast-wise? Yeah, uh, uh, Marion was at, at my table most days. <laughs> uh,
2: Ryan Frost and uh, some some more changeable people. Oh Dion as well, of course, for the mighty, indomitable oh. Lloyd like Raymond.
0: Uh, how how is Ryan? How is Dion?
1: They are good. Ryan has his new book finally on pre order. Oh yes, I did s- this spot is that tweet An amazing thing. It is about the Marvel comic, am I right?
2: Uh, and the cartoon. Yeah, I don't know where he gets his crazy okay. ideas from. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah but it's more like this is a general publisher who kind of publishes this kind of like bibles about specific properties so this is kind of what it is and uh very surprisingly uh it's got an intro by greg Berger of Creamlock fame ah so the noted academic
2: if anybody listed is old enough it's very much in the style of the uh, the virgin uh episode guides uh that publishing company used to do in the 90s for uh, so the most famous one is the Doctor Who discontinuity guide. Uh, but you've got like we ones of the X Files and Buffy and uh mm. Star Trek shows. It's, it's uh very much inspired by those sort of books, sort of breakdowns of production information and behind the scenes stuff. And he's, he's done a lot of researchers, Ryan, he's like uh, paid for access to National Archives and uh he's uh read about tvam which i think no good person should have to do so he's he's made some sacrifices for his life he knows more about timmy ballis than uh, you and i
0: yeah cuz that, that's that, that's the thing which really struck me when he was telling me about it it's is from a very uk centric uh, perspective right it's kind of like how the tv show was cut up and um yeah spread across a timmy mallet hour and things like that and like which dates and which episodes aired and and how he's um yeah he's dug up all of that information right
1: i can finally like figure out exactly when i was watching it and the times and days because that's been one of the big mysteries of my life was watching it. Listeners, I watched the Generation One Transformers on Super Channel, a satellite UK channel that nobody but non English people could get at the time, apparently. <laughs> um, so nobody else in the UK was watching it there, except me, apparently. Um, so it's always been one of those big, kind of like, because I knew I was watching it at the time. I didn't know where I was watching. It. I didn't know, like, I was young enough to not really remember those things very well because I didn't have any other friends who were watching it. Um, so, yeah. Oh, that sounds exciting.
2: <laughs> so oh, it's, uh, I believe it's already available to get from, directly from Telos Publishing. Uh, and It's, it's uh, on
1: pre-order, I believe, at the moment. You can pre-order it, yeah.
2: And it'll be on Amazon and places like that. Uh, Telos, of course, for where the Cybermen come from? I mean, Doctor Who. That's the that's sort of publisher it is.
0: <laughs> oh, no. They were published, the Cybermen. Uh,
2: yes, there are many books about uh, uh, excellent cooking.
0: It's oh, um. Okay, so breakfast sounded good. Yeah. <laughs> um, what 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 panels did you guys get to on Saturday?
1: I didn't go to many panels, you know. Um, did I go to any panels, Stuart?
2: Uh, I I guess it would be panels or when you leave a hall, like uh, the actor <gasps> panels or that. Do you
1: know. Do you know what we forgot about the Friday, the D.C. Douglas thing? Forgot to mention about that. Neither of us went to it, so I couldn't tell you many details about it. But D.C. Douglas was doing this zombie fun fiction erotica panel on the Friday <laughs> evening, and I take it it was as, as, it was exactly what it sounds like. But it was like a role playing thing. I think you had to people had to get up and read lines and things like that. Wow. It seems like a lot of people really enjoyed it. Uh, I'll take the word for it. I was, uh, I was happily, you know, talking to people at the bar at the time. Yeah, but it sounded intriguing.
2: It's, uh, yeah. Apparently, he was, he was naked during it uh, from the photos, or at least uh, top, top list with a strategically placed desk to imply nudity.
1: There was a lot of nudity at this destination.
2: Oh, it's. But the uh, Saturday panels, I did end up seeing most of the actors. Because what I started to do on Saturday was quickly get all the autographs I wanted from people. Do that all in one hit. So I was in queues for up until about lunchtime on Saturday. So I did see uh, most of the panels they had in the hall. Uh, the one that stood out for me was the uh, one with the actor who played the original robots in disguise, Megatron. Uh David... Oh, let me just get it right. So, otherwise, Marion will, uh, will mock uh, me.
0: What, the 2001 Robots in Disguise?
2: Uh, the 2001 Robots in Disguise, yes. Where it was... Uh, de- 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 come on. Uh, cartoon. David Riordan. Uh, where well, he was up there talking about... Uh, that stood out for me because he talked about when he was uh, playing a recurring character on Star Trek Enterprise and he got nearly every detail... Uh, the character he played completely wrong. It was very impressive. <laughs> I almost felt like jumping onto the stage going, no, you weren't playing Worf's granddad. You were playing Juraz's granddad. That's why your character was called Juraz. That's, <laughs> it's, uh, it would have destroyed the convention if I'd done that. It would have blown his mind. I think <laughs> I think the producers may have lied to him when he got rolled and said, you're totally playing Worf's granddad. It's, but he
0: wasn't. okay so hang on let me get this straight there was a man how old was he Uh, he's about 50s I think yeah okay so there's a man in his 50s who's I guess travelled from the United States who was there uh, representing a character he played in 2001 and you can't remember his name but you can critique his own memory of his own career (laughs)
2: And he was so wrong, to, He thought he was the first Klingon. He wasn't. <laughs> uh, I,
0: yeah, I'm sure he. What
2: Worf's sure he grand, thought that. Granddad? Wolf's Granddad was in Star Trek Six. He was called Wolf. That's how he was played by the man who played Wolf. That's how you tell. I had to write a cer- certainly written letter. <laughs> wow. Don't no, get me right. wrong. I understand the pressing enterprise. It was a. Yeah, it's a worse Star Trek show, and his character was rubbish. But it's no excuse for getting these things
0: wrong. That, that's that's he that's he what, was that's the what worst... we'll Carve into your headstones, Stuart. There's he was no the worst excuse.
2: He was the worst Juraz. Definitely getting... out, of, out of the four members of the Juraz family.
0: Things wrong.
2: He was he was a <laughs> worse one.
1: Okay. <laughs> so um. Okay, speaking of bad memories, <laughs> yeah, I, I do remember a panel I went to now.
0: Oh, good, yeah.
1: Okay, I, I remember the names of the people in it too. Amazing, right? So.
2: <laughs> I knew the name, I just wanted to double check up pronunciation, <laughs> you terrible people.
1: So um, I went to the photography, toy photography panel. Oh. Which was being run by Maz and Sixo, two very well known Transformers photographers. And uh, it was great. It was great just to have the panel exist. That was fantastic. Um, they talked about some of the basis of photography. They had a kind of mixed audience, so they kind of had to have like a broad um, sort of like subject to what they were doing. And then they talked about their own approaches to Transformers photography. They are, they both have um, like a studio set up at home. Uh, so they have very similar very similar equipment, in fact, and very similar. Well, their style is very different, which is the interesting thing. the equipment is similar, their, uh, their figures that they like are similar, and their uh, studio setup is similar, and their pictures could not be any more different, which was a, a great demonstration of, it's really, the photography has nothing to do with anything else, like how you present your pictures. But, yeah, it was great to see how the people work. Um, I hope they do it again next year i uh, hope maybe we get to see other photographers as well because there's a lot of um uh, good photography good quality photography in among transformers fans and it would be great to see more yeah it,
0: it's it's always so impressive i whenever i try and take uh, a picture of a toy it just comes out looking like garbage <laughs> and i'm just going to say look at your photography everybody else's are just how oh, what are they what's what what are the what are the secrets well, well, you would well,
1: have really appreciated it then. Yeah.
0: Uh, did, did you learn anything, you being a, um, a, a very good photographer yourself?
1: I did because I don't have the same formal studio setup as the other guys have. I don't have the patience for it. Those guys spend a lot of time on setting up their figures and the lights and the backgrounds and things like that. Mm. Uh, I'm, I'm not like that. I would, By the time I got to the end result, I would have gotten bored and done something else so my my time is spent more on finding the right moment and the right light and the right, things like that, and taking a the picture then uh was those guys' serious time on setup uh and so, yeah, I did learn a lot there, especially they showed pictures of how they've progressed over the years, and Mars because he has a very specific style, it's really easy to see, almost like the same figure. In the same pose, in the same almost background, to see how it looked like on when he started taking pictures, when he switched on something in his equipment, when he switched a different editing program, and so on. you could just like it was very educational in that sense, oh, wow. and to see how it changes um, based on like what you change, but then again, um, his style is the same, so equipment is just equipment you know it just enables you it doesn 't do the job for you. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, it was uh, it was good. It was good. I can definitely recommend it if it runs again next year. And I hope you can be there, Tom.
0: Oh, me too. Oh. Um okay. So we had uh, Worf's granddad and we had- He was
2: not Worf's granddad. He was a granddad of Juras. I have a Juras sisters. I have a great granddad of a little Juras. That's me precise. So.
0: Well, it was quite musical. <laughs> uh, and then we had the uh, toy photography panel. What other panels did you get to...
2: Uh, the, the other one I saw, I think it was on a Saturday anyway, I hope I'm right to remember that, uh, it was the Margaret Scott one. Yeah, uh, it was Saturday. Well,
1: right.
2: uh, that, that was quite interesting. Uh, they had a sort of weird setup where some of... it wasn't quite sure what thinking about any panels in the panel room was as opposed to on the main stage, but uh, yeah, that was over in the panel room by the swimming pool. And I, I, I thought that was quite interesting. There was some stuff uh, in there we'd heard before, like uh, uh, interest in... Uh, Elite One being the colour of blood, and all that sort of stuff. Uh, things about getting onto the comic, uh, uh, sort of badgering John Barber to get a wind blade gig, and uh, sort of about comics in general as well, and about uh, how hard she's found it to get uh, people to let her write comics uh, with male superheroes. Uh, she's had to fight <laughs> oh,
0: wow.
2: quite hard to get what? What uh, was it? Green Arrow she wrote recently. Uh, she did a couple of issues on like that, so she had to quite push quite hard to get that to so sort of all uh, all sorts of interesting stuff there.
0: How can a woman write a male? She wouldn't understand what males do. I see. Wow. Um <laughs> uh, okay. So how is she? Did she um say anything about the end of IDW and and uh how what, what she's gonna be doing? Is she doing more Transformers? Is she working on Cyberverse? Uh, She didn't
2: mention that she's doing anything at the moment, uh, at least Transformers-related. She's got other stuff uh, coming up uh, that we don't care about because it's not Transformers. (laughs) Uh, Other cartoons and uh, uh, comic work. Uh, I think she's doing a a Miss Marvel cartoon, isn't she, at the moment, uh, with Miss Marvel and Scribble Girl, if I remember correctly.
0: Oh, Scribble Girl.
2: She she didn't have any info on the end of the RDW universe anyway because, of course, she uh, decided to... uh, uh, step away from the, uh, the comics, uh, my little bit ahead.
0: Of, oh yeah. Uh, was there, was, did she uh, shed any light on, on how that all happened? Uh, not of a panel. I, I did hear, uh, for
2: people who talked to her at the bar later, because apparently people were having good, long conversations with her at the bar about, uh, things like how Peter Culler is a very old man now. i had to write pr- crime around him being a very old man. and <laughs> uh, his uh, limitations. And, uh, uh, apparently she she just didn't want to uh muck about with her soil eye too much. So uh when they said we we get an idiot to re-ramp it, she decided it was uh time to go. Hmm. So it's, uh, but that's obviously second hand for somebody who told her, then told me, so whether that ha- that may have been Chinese whispered along the way, but uh, okay. that was gist-
0: enough. What- It was Scott's first TF Nation, right? Uh yes, yes, she
2: seemed to have a, uh, a nice time, uh made chatting to people. Uh well, that's
0: about the extent of okay, but... Megan Scott Scott. All right. Uh, and did you guys get to the Forge?
1: Oh, yes. That was my favorite bit of the whole convention, I think. There was uh, so much work, so much quality art. Um, I think those guys are just upping their game every year. This time I made the point of going on the Saturday because last year I left it on Sunday and a lot of good stuff was gone. Uh, pretty much all my money went there.
0: Really? I, what did you get? Yeah, what did you get?
1: I'm, well, I I got um I got some postcards. I got some stickers. I got a tie with the scavengers on it. It's the <laughs> best thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> I am so totally wearing this every weekend. Um, I got um gosh, I got a fanzine. Um pins and stuff i want to do a, a big thread on it uh on twitter I'll take pictures of everything and probably credit the artists i have posted pictures which were just like everything all together uh but the thing it's uh, it's worthwhile actually pointing out what i got from home because they are all amazing at what they do genuinely like this is quality stuff
0: ah uh, that's um, good advice i, I, I yeah I, I did come to the forge um yeah at the end of the day on saturday i think last year um but Mm. yeah i only did a very quick circle but yeah everyone was was kind of knackered and i think yeah by that point Mm. small print runs i think it had all had all gone
1: yeah i mean some stuff uh, some artists decided to drop the prices on the sunday so it might be worth if there's something you're not sure about just maybe leave it for the end just in case uh but if it's something you really want don't wait just go in and grab it i will fly uh, yeah, amazing. There were some uh, uh, figures on display there as well. Uh, there were some custom toys. Uh, there was a whole scavenger set of custom figures.
2: Oh, yes, I got, I got to handle was... one of those, uh, thanks to Randy Butternubs. Uh, <laughs> what? what? <laughs> that's his name on Twitter, Randy Butternubs. Okay. So I got to say hello, Randy, when I met him. It was a perfectly pleasant fellow. It's okay. uh, so one a the whole Butternubs scavengers, and uh, they were really made to a very high... <laughs> uh, sand nerd and it's uh, ra- old
0: old Randy, uh, he did very well there. Um, uh, yeah, I'd like to see a good. I mean, I've got my, my Titans Returns croc, but he doesn't have the shoulders, mm. he's got the colors, his face is fine, he just needs those, those uh, shoulder pads. Mm.
1: There was a nautica as well. There was a farmer. I think there were, in fact, a couple of farmers knocking about, but only one of them was on display. But then I got to handle another one on the Sunday night, uh, who was also exceptional. There was, <laughs> there was an animated uh, bulkhead who someone had painted yellow and called Animated Ten.
0: Oh yes, that that, that fits, doesn't it? It's got the same yeah, kind it's of so good. Um, jaw mouth.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, how do people make custom rungs? Do they make them out of... Is there a base model that people yeah. go for? You buy a...
2: Toy. Uh, there you go. <laughs> this is wrong. That's... Oh, well, no, you'll have to blink fat as well. <laughs> you
0: buy a Bodoink toy and uh, present it as such. Okay. Um, all right. What happened... Saturday evening.
1: Hmm, trying to think. Did we do anything else? Did we go eat at some point on Saturday?
0: I,
2: I think we ate at the bar, didn't we? We had a I had a pizza and uh I know Dion had the nachos. Did-
1: oh yeah, I I had a burger for lunch, I remember now. There was some there was some pretty really decent veggie burgers on the street food kind of uh setup thing that they have. I'm just trying to remember what else was going on before. Oh, of course, cosplay, cosplay.
0: Cosplay. Right.
1: Uh so, cosplay competition we all went into Club Con, uh which is uh um <laughs> in the, in a separate room to where the dealer room is and the forges. Uh so, overall TFCon was over four rooms this year. So the big dealer slash panel room with the art main artists are. Mm-hmm. The forge around the corner from there where the custom toys are and the uh, other display figures are in there. Mm-hmm. There is a separate panel room, which is by the pool, which is for uh, just an ex- exclusive panel room for smaller panels or for more uh, sort of like panels that kind of require your concentration kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then there was uh, ClubCon slash... The Cosplay Competition slash the Stambush Concert.
0: Oh, was
1: that on Saturday? That was on Saturday. Neither me nor sure went (laughs) (laughs) Saturday. (laughs) <laughs> but a lot of people came out of it with huge smiles on their faces i think it was an experience for everybody who went and really really enjoyed it i almost i like i felt bad for not going because everyone looks so happy Aww. it's just
0: i'm
1: not aii i'm not a huge fan of the like the soundtrack of the movie so i guess that's never really clicked like i've i've, I've grown fonder of it over <laughs> the years um more for their kind of emotional connection. I think that's true of everybody, really. They, everyone has an emotional connection to it. But uh, I just thought there's bound to be other people there who are going to really, really want to see Stambush And tickets were limited. Hmm. And I figured, well, I'm not one of those people who really, really want to go. So let me just, you know, not uh, leave the place for somebody else. That was kind of my reasoning. Ah. Uh, but uh, a lot of excited people, a lot. There were, were told stories of people who just actively started weeping in the concert because they were so happy. There was an intro by Nick Roach, who I'm sure must have gone and had a little cry himself because he just seemed over the moon about the whole thing. Uh, he's been caught on video during the opening. And he was doing his Nick. He was doing his Nick, very much so. <laughs> uh, doing and his Nick. And Afterwards, Stan Bush was trending on Twitter for a, a good chunk of time. Really, it was it was pretty impressive. Yeah.
0: Do you think he's gonna? Think he's? Do you think he's gonna turn all this around? Do you think he's gonna gonna, gonna, gonna use this I, momentum?
1: Release, release another album. Yeah, <laughs> he,
2: he's gonna need some more material first. As he did have to do
0: Dare twice.
1: Well, he <laughs> should. Um,
0: did he? Oh, jeez. Um,
1: well, he had the, the band was local, so I guess they would have only learned a certain number of songs.
0: Ah, so. uh, and well, I guess, yeah, I guess you know your audience when you're in a transforming. If generation.
2: I'd have been here, I'd have come on and played the touch, then dare, uh, a melody of touch of a dare, and then left the sage laughing. So he's a, he's a better man than me. He put a bit more effort in. He sung one of his, at least one of his many other songs.
0: Maybe, maybe he'll team up with Nick, and Nick can write the lyrics. To his new endeavor, He can do oh. a sort of panto. No, I don't, watch. I don't
2: think Sam Bush is going to want Nick Roach anywhere near. him. going to be there's a limit. Well,
1: first he has to escape from the dungeon, oh. Then he has to file the restraining order. There's
2: a misery situation going on in Ireland right now. So. <laughs> This song it doesn't talk about how you have the touch. Rewrite it.
1: <laughs> so that was Stambush uh via other people's accounts. <laughs> I I did get told of big time by Keizama. That was the only time like she expressed any feeling towards me. That was an extreme <laughs> disappointment that I hadn't been to the Stambush concert. <laughs> <laughs> Um before that though was the cosplay competition. And my god, TF Nation has quality cosplayers, alright, every year. This year I think everyone just outdid themselves. It was spectacular. So some of the highlights for me. First of all, let me talk about Huang, our listener Huang. Um because he had Done almost the exact same Rodimus cosplay that he did last year, this is whole a matter of Rodimus, but his blue purple version uh, ha, ha. so he that's what he looked like uh, throughout the Saturday, then when he went on stage, uh, he presented himself as his blue Rodimus he took out a picture of the mutineers, put it on the floor, he pulled out a gun he went to shoot at them he thought about it, changed his mind put it away and changed into his red orange colors oh. and decided to forgive them
0: he did a little quick change
1: yeah he he was the better person he decided he was not hate was not him <laughs> and he moved on
2: well i would only be impressed if he changed the costume by setting himself on fire to burn off the top layer that's <laughs>
1: Um, Huang, oh, wha- are you listening? <laughs> top, topic next year. Stuart
0: wishes you to immolate. Uh, okay, hang on, wait, wait. I just want to talk talk a bit about, about that bit in the comic because okay. I was, uh, I think I was gardening and uh, it hit me that about the implications of that. That means that the paint on top of him was blue and purple, right? But then mm-hmm. if you burn that off, then you get his real... I mean can he not change that red that red and and yellow that's part of yeah. him right that's like his
1: flesh well he probably could like in the same way that he could still lose an arm and he could still like he, he could have layers of the metal stripped off of him hmm. but it's not it's not just a paint job yeah it's it's what he looks like okay okay like as, as they evolve i guess they they pick up they develop the colors
0: Okay so if we just gouge a little bit out of his arm will that grow i mean they they heal right i mean that will grow back but that'll grow back in the color I, uh...
1: I, I did not study Cybertronian biology, <laughs> but my take on this would be it depends. Like, there are some things that your own body can heal. Hmm. There are some things that you need, but you're like a human. There are some things you need medical intervention for, and they may never look exactly the same. Yeah. There are things that your body will heal, and then you won't be able to tell you ever had a, an injury.
0: Mm. Like, uh,
2: Wheatley, his dead arm went to uh, Greg. He lost his colours, didn't he, in uh, his spotlight. On that one limb. Oh, really? Uh, so, the, the, the thought I had about the flame bit uh, after we did the podcast was, how long would Getaway have actually had to be in there before it would kill him? If it just sort of just about stripped one layer of paint off after a minute or so, he would have to be in there for a long time for it to come. He'd be like there for hours, going, you know, "Oh, come on!" <laughs> you've been, you've took off three layers of paint. This is ruining my self-sacrifice. <laughs>
0: okay so huang had an impressive cosplay i i haven't actually seen many pictures of these i saw the functionists they oh yes they look the pretty bad. the functionist badass. council was, uh... were
1: amazing they won i think it was third place
2: third place or was it
1: first place
2: uh they were third i can't remember who would it now we uh uh, t- did Tarn win it? Tarn won it, did it, right? Yeah. Yes.
1: So we had two categories. We had the Mecca and the Humanized. In the Mecca competition, Tarn, there was a very good Tarn, uh, was the winner. The second place was uh, uh, Emperor Starscream, I believe. Mm hmm. And uh, you could tell Margaret was on the judging panel. <laughs> and the third was the Functionist Council. And there were all four of them, so they weren't really expecting to win because it was a bit of a cheap because there were four of them, mm. I guess. Uh, but they were really, really amazing. And they were also doing a trick where they would poll, they would recall uh, signs on people and then poke them. <laughs> <laughs> uh... and then they carried on doing this throughout the convention. Um It was highly amusing. The cosplay itself was uh, very, very impressive, like the construction and everything. That's very clever
0: to do a a mecha and a human category. Yeah,
1: I imagine they didn't used to have it, but it must have been really hard to judge because a lot of the humanized is very inventive and fun. But when somebody's put so much time on a mechanized uh, costume, Mm. like how do you judge that? Yeah. So I understand, uh, I think it's better that they do it this way. The, the humanoid ones, uh, okay, these guys stole the show because of what they did on stage for me. So it was a, a, a Meg, uh, sorry, a Rodimus and a Magnus, uh, human cosplayers. So this cannot do it justice, like you had to have seen it. Um, Magnus turned up and he was like this military bloke. Uh, with like uh, gray bits on his temples, only they were slightly blue, uh, looking very serious and saluting on stage, right? And then this Rodimus pops up out of nowhere, like really cheery, and takes a selfie with him. <laughs> and Magnus' face, man, it was everything. And then Rodimus just goes, like, yay, and just runs off stage. <laughs> 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 and Magnus is stood there, like, in shock. I like disapproving.
2: <laughs> the uh yeah, it was uh, the only slight shape, perhaps, was they didn't seem to have worked out the timings for people had across the stage because some people ran across the stage, you like, a couple of seconds, just waving, and I mm. barely had a chance to look at them. While some people, like our good friend and listener uh, Double Rodimus, as I call him, uh, they got to really milk the audience. Uh, so there's a, a bit of a dispari- disparity there, but otherwise it was uh, uh, very well uh,
0: oh. done. Done thing. Don't you usually We're... like submit a piece of music? That's like your timing. I
1: think, no, they had different music, but it was the same piece of music for a group of people. But I think it was up to the artist how long they wanted to spend on stage and what they wanted to do. Okay. So some people just walk across and uh, they didn't really want to linger some people uh, had an act that uh, Megatron and Rodimus they won first place and now I'm really trying to remember who won second and third there was a croc who I really liked I know they didn't get anything
2: uh, but um, Tarantulas that was one of the. Uh, oh it is, wasn't gosh it? Yeah.
1: there was a Tarantulas humanised and Lem who I got my uh, scavengers tie from as well because she was in the forge Um, she was amazing she was amazing i cannot believe she did win anything i was just i was a bit in disbelief about that actually um there are pictures of her online uh, she's definitely worth looking up uh look up tarantulas and tf nation oh gosh who won second and third
2: uh, oh you've you've challenged my memory now anyway nemesis prime was one of the other uh mechanoid winners wasn't a uh
1: Oh, did Starscream get, like, special mention? Oh, no, Starscream was humanised.
2: Oh, yes, yeah, that's it,
1: yeah. Yeah, so Starscream was humanised. Yeah, you're right, it was Nemesis Prime. There was a huge costume Nemesis Prime in the Mecca. They won second place. Um, So, okay, we just need to figure out the third humanised now.
2: Oh, I think uh, I should have it in my photos. It was Croc. Uh,
0: Croc's hollow Butter avatar was... The-
1: oh, yeah, like the Earth one.
0: Uh, yeah, there we go. Like oh, what does, what, what does Croc look Cro- like when he... Oh, oh, they, that when in in the Revolution issue. Was that Misfire and Spinister?
1: Yeah, sure, means uh, misfire.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: But yeah, I was going to say there was humanized Drift who was with the Magnus and the Rodimus cosplayers, but but didn't go on stage with them. That was a shame because they all looked like a set. I guess he wouldn't have been part of the uh, routine. Okay.
0: And, and uh, Mary, you were in cosplay, weren't you?
1: I was, but nobody knew I was in cosplay.
0: You were, you were infiltrating the, the event. I was
1: infiltrating. I was so good, nobody knew I was should, doing it.
2: Should we say who it was, or should we put a link to a photo? We have a note, so and ask for listeners to see if I can guess.
1: Yeah, maybe, because uh, the tricky thing about it, people were looking at me, and I didn't know if I was going to spoil it for them, if I said. So, everybody who asked me, have you read blah, blah? They were like, no. I said, okay, well, you're not going to get it then. Um, or they would say, yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm so-and-so. and they would still stare at me, like, still not getting it. <laughs> so... <laughs> I felt a little bit weird about the whole thing. I think because I just looked... I put so much... This is my personal take on this, right? I had put so much attention to detail. I just looked like I had turned up in my clothes. This is my interpretation. <laughs> if you didn't know me very well, you would not know that there was no way in hell I would ever dress like that. Um, and I think this is what threw people.
2: But I think you'll be able to do a good aged Scully for Halloween as well now. So You'll be able to do double purpose with...
1: Sure, let's not go through this again i do not have red hair anymore i cannot do skull. <laughs> <laughs> yeah this was my first attempt at cosplay so i kind of enjoyed not being like people were staring at me that was weird i'm not used to being said that um but it was it was as much cosplay as I could handle. I don't have the skills to do pro, like decent cosplay, so this was this was fun.
0: <laughs> are you gonna try it out again next year, or do you have uh, a new idea, or are you gonna set it out cosplay?
1: I am. I'm gonna see whether I get any ideas or not. I'll do the same again. But if I get any other brighter ideas, maybe, maybe. Okay.
0: Maybe.
1: So yeah, that was uh, that was club con and cosplay, and then it was Sunday, I think.
0: Then Sunday, the sad day, everyone's got to say goodbye.
1: Oh, not everyone. We we were there till Monday. (laughs) what? What?
0: Bear is driving. Um, What happened on Monday? Well, okay, well, yeah, we'll save that. We'll save that. What did you learn on Sunday?
1: (laughs) Sunday was panel day for me.
0: Ah. Oh yeah, That's this was actually... I was trying to call you guys on Sunday and you were just going from panel <laughs> yeah. to panel. You picked wrong moments at every
2: time, Tom, it was still. So we were you at a panel or Sabadan dancing.
0: <laughs> so uh what panels did you see on Sunday? Uh
1: Sunday was uh Nick's panel. Oh, yes. So he talked about um Overlord and Springer. Tarantulas and right now I can't remember a single thing he said.
2: It, it was a lot of the same stuff he said at in our interview I think uh, so, Yeah don't
1: bother people y- yes. don't bother going to TF Nation just listen to our interview. <laughs> we tonight. got
2: there first We have...
1: <laughs> He did say a few things that we knew I'm sure of it He did go into well, Wait Holy...
0: I remember there was, I saw something on Twitter there was something about um, this um, like the Transformers Universe comic he was going to
1: work on yeah, he kind of mentioned it on... He didn't, he didn't name it when he spoke to us, but he said there was going to be that. Um, that was the thing that I think he was going to do, but then didn't hear back about.
0: And then there was Spy then. Games as well, mm, which sort of became Sins, yeah. right?
1: Yes. So that was the one that was cut short, I think. Oh, no, Sins, you're right. No, that was Sins, not right I I cannot remember. But thankfully for our listeners, since i would to be useless unless Stuart has anything to contribute, the AllSpark uh, did a live tweet of the panel, this and also the Lost Light panel. And I recommend you go and read that because uh, it's going to be a lot more enlightening than I am being right now. Uh, did anyone record these th- panels?
2: Uh, there were people with cameras, but I don't think they've put anything, uh, anything out. Okay. But uh, I think the thing I took from the Nick panel in relation to the Lost Light panel, we'll talk about in a bit, is that uh, they still gainfully employed by IDW, John Barber. Uh, his take on how the decision was made to wrap up the universe is slightly different than the now footloose of Fancy free. Nick and James is his.
0: Oh, tell me more.
2: Uh, well, I, th- I think Nick mentioned on... Uh, at our interview that uh, there was a time when IDW were not answering his and James's emails about the books they were supposed to be working on. And then they came back to him and said, oh, okay, we're wrapping it up, so you need to do X, Y, and Z. Uh, well, the John Barber's sake, it was that he thought, oh, I'm at the end. And he phoned up James and he said, you know what, I'm at the end as well. And they made a to end it together. Which, uh, but well, uh, we'll talk about what James said on the panel when we, when we get there. Well,
0: more interesting Let's go there stuff. right now, the the, oh, the Lost go. Light panel.
2: Well, James said to some interesting stuff, <laughs> Tom.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was James and Jack James on this panel. Uh, Nick was on his own in his, um, yeah, carry on shoot.
2: Uh, I suppose the sort of the big interesting thing is that we have effectively lost an entire season of Lost Light. Uh, there was... Plans for another 18 issues to take it up.
0: 18?
2: To 100 issues overall. So yeah, basically most of what would have been season four.
0: Jeez, yeah. Uh, Just just from the read of it, it seems like two or three from the the exposition in the last last uh, story.
2: Yeah, so sort of issue 12 was what he was writing when they told him he had to wrap it up. So everything between issue 12 and Crucible, which was always going to be the final story, is very compressed from the original plan. Like the scavenger's two-parter was going to be a five or six-parter. He wanted that to fill its own trade, in effect, to sort of give him a big uh, thing. So was a lot more stuff about the uh, the robots, the, uh, what, what they call the... Uh, Infinite? Il- Infinite, yes. more stuff about them and more stuff about Scorponok. Uh, there was an entire Chrome Dome and Rewind major plot that was dropped entirely. Uh but uh, there was going to be a crossover with Target Two
0: Thousand and Six. What?
2: What? What? The- uh, yes, in the issue with the Scavengers Interlude, where presumably that interlude would have been part of a five or six part Scavenger story yeah. originally. So instead of a Scavengers Interlude, it was going to be a, a Target Two Thousand and Six Interlude that would have explained why Omega Supreme is not in Target Two Thousand and Six and involves somebody crossing dimensions. What? That's dumb. And that would have t- that would have tied into. <laughs> It's crucible later down the line. Hang on, wait, hang so, on. I'm just
0: trying to struggle, just struggling to understand what you to comprehend what you're saying. So, so there would have been. So, a, when when was the interlude? Oh, no, I heard would have you. Been I heard you. But elsewhere, I just...
2: 1986. That would have had so many crossing dimensions. That would have gone into Target 2006, and they would have occupied the medium screen for a few. That pages. That was in
0: issue 12, right? The the interlude.
2: Uh, I'll take your word for okay. that, Tom, Yeah. So that was, uh, so he was right about when he was told to to wrap things up. Like if, so that would have that would have happened if that like issue they're, they're, would very... have been
0: possessed by the spirit of John Barber trying to wrap up loose ends. No one cares about.
2: What 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 I like about that is the very first thing of James I ever read was uh, a fanfic in uh, one of the Auto Assembly fanzines. I believe it was his last bit of fanfiction, where part of it explains what happened to Amiga <laughs> Supreme during 30, it's
0: 2006. It's, it's his white whale. <laughs>
2: <laughs> which is so funny because in Target 2006, it explains why Mega Supreme was in it. You know, it might say, shall we call Mega Supreme? No, let's not bother. that's, that's, that's the explanation. It's a terrible explanation, but it's it.
1: <laughs> there were um, other stories that he didn't get to use. There was apparently going to be something else with Crompton and Rewind because he felt there was some loose ends mm-hmm. there. And... Um, there was going oh it was at the end of the mutineers trilogy where they find cyber Hmm. utopia the original plan was not to find cyber utopia at that point was to run into the phantom fleet
0: oh that's where they used up all their missiles
1: so that would have been a different story Um, and there was some and I'm not sure if he was kidding here or not but there was something about the bomb teleportation uh, something about the high school drama a medical drama and the UK Avengers uh... um, yes
2: he, he was Asked, he was pitching a mini series, it would have been a mini series of lost light adventures, uh, sort of one offs set throughout the series. And that would have We've been lost
1: so mm. much. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, I would um... love to know, uh, where the end of season three would have been if there had been a season four as well. Where that I would guess that would have been the getaway stuff and make you sort of ram the getaway thing, into mm. the start of crucible instead. So that, that's that's something to ask him if we ever get another interview with him. I think because I would love to know where that what would be the end of season so, would been. So hang been. on,
0: wait, wait a minute. There would be a a last light issue where they're doing like uh, Mister like Mrs Peel and and Steed. Yeah, because I've loved
2: uh, IDW's attempts to do that sort of thing recently. So I'm sure I would have enjoyed that immensely, but. Uh...
1: He also said if Megatron hadn't been on board for season two, the plan was that uh, the Lost Light crew would eventually get to creating their own Phase Sixer, Uh, which uh, that uh, was—it's a storyline that kind of got dropped. Oh yeah, Uh, that's how the whole season one starts, and we've all just kind of like not thought about it at all. Um, And the twist would have been that the Phase Sixer would have been a pacifist. So they wouldn't have been able to get them to do what they wanted them to do. But then apparently he used the whole pacifist thing. With okay,
2: and it, it would have been quick switch. Oh, face right. success. So obviously he's he's got oh, on yeah. to have a better life. Being
0: blown up in Transformers with visionaries. Okay. Oh, so so all right. So, so yeah, I guess, that was a. I guess you probably could transpose a bunch of the apart from you know the war criminal, the guilt stuff, but just having a, the big guy around who's um, sort of uh, your big weapon but then stops fighting that sort of moment with sunder and sunder's brother i guess uh okay
2: uh, I, I should say as well that uh, it wasn't like every issue was exactly planned out what was no. in it it was sort of uh especially for season four it was broad strokes uh but there was still a lot of stuff that uh we never saw okay and obviously yeah i think we're all quite happy with how the books turned out with two issues left, so we're not, it could ruin it all right yeah. at the end. But I don't think we've got any complaints about what we did yet. Uh, but I think there's a sort of melancholy about what could, we could have had as well. I mean, especially for me, uh, as I said, of the podcast, you know, not being completely happy with the getaway stuff was wrapped up. The idea that could have, there was a longer storyline there, presumably. But, uh,
0: Oh, it makes you Yeah, 18 issues of the content is insane. Um, Yeah, it's amazing.
1: It would have gone up to issue 47, apparently, to reach 100 issues of Modern XCI.
2: God. So it's uh, no, 43, wasn't it? Uh, Was it? Yeah, that would make more uh, sense for
1: 100, yeah.
2: Yeah. But uh, yeah, so that's, as I've said, that's why I don't. I think the John Barber take doesn't really line up with what anybody else is saying. But of course, he's still working with a man. That's what you've got to do when you're working with a company. But uh...
1: I don't know. I mean, he's editor in chief now, isn't he? I think since since the beginning of Lost Light, like I think James kind of when he got told that he has to switch to Lost Light, I think he started saying, "Well, I'm now starting to have exit strategies because I don't know how long this is going to take." So I think he had planned out. Like if they tell me to end it here, this is what I'll do. And tell me to end it here. So I don't think it was a complete surprise. Hmm. But I think he probably had, you know, a long-term plan. If you could get to it, it'd be great. If you couldn't, then yeah, he, you know, we'll we got what we got.
0: Huh. So is that all for the for the Lost Light panel? Yeah, there's
2: some spoilery stuff we could talk about in our next episode that I found uh, uh, interesting and in relation to his, uh, his scripts as well that he was selling at the convention. Uh, but that's, we'll talk about that a bit in the next Ooh. episode. Uh, a little teaser
1: okay. um. Yeah, so James's Q was not as insane this year. He was selling four new mm-hmm. scripts, uh, two of which, as you just mentioned, uh, are actually uh, like promo versions of what we ended up getting in issues to. And four, I think,
2: more than this, Yeah, yeah it's, it's issues three and four, but it's what became four and five. Mm. So it's a four we added, yes. uh, the second
0: issue. I that's mean.
1: it. So I haven't read them yet. They, they sound like oh, real treats. That's so I look very forward to getting oh, cracking. Oh, because yeah, he said yeah. that they
0: rewrote issue two at the last. Okay, wow.
1: Yeah, because Skids was meant to show up on the first issue, so the first few issues were mapped out differently.
2: Oh. They are broadly the same, but there's a, a lot more placeholder dialogue. I've only read issue three, stroke four so far, uh, but there's a lot more sort of placeholder dialogue in there, like uh, Ambulon swears a lot. He's a big sweary man. Nice. <laughs>
1: um nick's queue was a thing to behold nick had a bigger queue than stan bush did nick had a bigger queue than all the other guests combined it it was uh i tried to get on it twice twice i was told that it's closed now um because they needed him to finish before a certain time in order to you know go get some lunch go to the, you know do his panel things like that um specifically on the sunday His panel was a three. I tried to get in the queue at 12.30. I got told no, sorry, because he's not going to be done on time. (laughs) This is the length of the queue. Um, But I mean, okay, I didn't have... uh, I would have liked to pick up some prints. Uh, I would have liked to get something signed maybe, but it's fine. Uh, But while um, Nick wasn't at his table, he had a lot of original art in front of... um, like He left on the table. He has that on every Mm -hmm. year. Uh, that he's selling, it's either covers or uh, like panel art and so on. So I had a, a really good a good stroll through this. Now I don't collect original art or covers or anything like that. Uh, that that's not counting commissions. I mean, actual original comic book pages. I don't collect uh, because it's the kind of thing that if you start, where the hell do you finish? Mm. You know. Um, and it's expensive, and you know, I'd rather have a lot of something than have just one thing of something, I guess. Um, so I had no plans of buying any of this. Uh, and that, as I was slipping through it, I was thinking, Do you think maybe since we're coming to an end, maybe this is a good time to pick up something? Uh, because it will be a one off, I'm not going to just be grabbing something and then thinking about grabbing the next thing and the next thing. And as I was scrolling through, I saw something and I thought, I think this is it. I think this is what I need to get. In fact, there were two of them that I thought, I think this is the one. One of them was considerably more expensive <laughs> than the other. And I thought, okay, I'm not going to cross that line right now. Um, so I'm going to go for the, the first thing that caught my eye. And Tom, I'm going to show it to you now, because this was what I said uh, I was going to keep as a surprise. So here you go. Can you see what that is?
0: Hang on, it's resolving here on the the, the Skype. It's the Matrix. It's Ratchet inside yeah. the Matrix. Yeah. It's Ratchet opening the Matrix. Reflected, looking at himself in the Matrix. Yes. Yeah. Oh, he's holding does it. He,
1: does he ring any bells? It's a cover to the third part of Shadowplay. Ah. Oh
0: hell that didn't ring the bell sorry it's the very low res i'm seeing
1: this is one of my one of my most memorable covers uh nick covers because it's ratchet and how often do you get ratchet in the yeah. panel, right and it's that that era ratchet which is like the best <laughs> ratchet surely and of course it's shadow play so i thought oh god i need to have this oh man so i got a shadow play cover and, and run <laughs>
2: Nobody loves have done it. <laughs> I, I was looking at his cover to the very last issue, which is uh, so expensive he didn't even put a price on it. That's a, a level of cost there, but uh, mm. I've all, I've got a pinky promise from him that uh, if he ever decides to sell it, I'll get free really? but paid over paid over several months. So let's have to hope that James Roberts is a uh because I know he wants the last issue uh, covers if he can get verbs, so and let's hope he's uh coming with a oh, better offer.
0: Three month salary. Yeah.
2: But he's unemployed now, so he's you know, he's not gonna have a money. So
1: <laughs> there is something interesting potentially about this cover to yeah. point out. So in the published book, the cover appears this way. So you see Ratchet's face as you know you're looking mm-hmm. at him. Now Nick had this in his folder the other way around. Oh so Ooh. Richard's face is upside down. And Nick signs Uh, like he puts a date uh, on his covers and here it says 2010 and it says it this way around so the opposite Ah. way so I wonder if Nick had intended for this to be this way up but then they saw it in the editorial and they figured no it makes more sense that way and they kind of flipped it Um, uh... I can't find Nick's signature in this to verify I mean it's just a date but I suspect this might be true Hmm.
2: It's, it's, it's like the Reliance in uh, Star Trek II where they gave the, the, the director the plans for it and he signed it upside down. So they had to build uh, that starship upside down for a really. film.
0: <laughs> oh, oh, the model.
1: It would kind of make sense <laughs> yeah. because the ratchets hanging from the ceiling.
0: Oh, yes. Okay, yeah. I can. I mean, you know, I can imagine Nick doing an upside down cover and then becoming frustrated when they put it the right way up. Yeah. That seems like a Nick story. They
1: always mess about with his stuff. No,
0: Philistines.
2: And I, I didn't get a cover from Nick, but I did get a commission. I got a commission of Action Master Optimus Prime reading my book. <laughs> which, uh,
0: so, uh, which? Transformation. Yeah, yeah, that's uh,
2: Transformation Volume 1. But I, I may be Photoshopping that to make you Volume 3 if I do any adverts for <laughs> using it. <laughs> which Nick's given me permission to do. I'm not, you know. Shamelessly cashing in on it.
0: Well, but oh, but hang <laughs> on. But then that will look as if you've just gotten a, a picture of actually messed up Smith Prime reading a book, and then photoshopped your own thing in it. That actually, I would rather go with go with the drawn, Volume One.
2: Oh, see. But uh, the nice thing was, I uh, came back on the Monday and I had a nap, and whilst I was napping, uh, Liam Chaloup, yeah, on Twitter, had coloured it Whoa. entirely off his own back as, he, as he's been doing to all the Nick commissions on there. He's a he loves a bit of roach. You should take more naps. Uh, so, so it's, <laughs> yes, I think I will. <laughs> Just make other people do my work for me. So
0: that's quite nice. Okay, so uh, Marion got an original cover. Stuart, you got a commission piece. What other loot did you guys get?
1: I also got a commission from Ed Peary, who I've meant to commission for bloody years now, because he's amazing, and he did me a drift, so I can add him to my drift collection. Uh, <laughs> that was it, and I was a bit... Oh, and I picked up the five scripts from James. Uh, everything else was from The Forge. I picked up no toys this year, not a single figure.
0: No toys. Not that I, not
1: that I usually you know, come back with boxes of stuff, but I tend to pick up like a couple of things. Uh, this year was nothing. Really?
2: Yeah, wow. I, I barely got any toys as well. I got the third-party Machine Wars Optimus Prime. Um, I think was was exclusive to TFCon that I bought over here as well. But everybody wanted the original Thunderclash. So there are loads of Machine War <laughs> Optimus Primes left. I uh, got one of those as a as a Thunderclash uh, proxy, a placebo. And that's huh? that's a lovely toy. It's a good reworking of their Tarn. So wait, hang on, hang uh, on. Wait, wait,
0: wait, So it's the MMC Tarn that was redone as Thunderclash... And they redid it also, we... that as Machine Wars Optimus Prime, which was what Thunderclash was. Yeah. Okay, yeah. right. Okay. That's it's, such a, that's, th- it's, it's a... It's a good toy, It's such anyway. a human centipede of, of, of references. I got a uh, a,
2: a double cross. The uh, Titans to turn double cross, or whatever it is, they call that toy. <laughs> oh! Oh, the, and, with the... With uh, the... Yeah. Because I thought I had to get a Transformer, because that was the only one. Okay. The third party, teeny-tiny Goldberg who was uh, reworking of a teeny tiny Bumblebee. So on a s- Sunday nights I was just sat little little, bumblebee, little, bumblebee. Yeah. little, uh, little,
0: little, little yeah
2: okay uh, it- so that was quite good and uh, the bought Slicks because it's a space bridge every year they have hundreds of Slicks they're there big tonk card, and good. nobody ever buys them so I'm like I'm going to buy one and I can see why nobody ever buys them to be honest he's a but really would me was the uh, stickers that you apply. Uh, they were in pristine condition. I went on easily. I, I, I do not think 35-year-old stickers would uh, would stand the test of time, but they, they do. Okay. So it's, uh, that was quite good. None of that. It was all uh, prints. Got some prints from Nick. Though I didn't get... Uh, I meant to pick it up. I didn't get the uh, We Achieved Something print, uh, which I never got to go back for to pick up. But... Uh, I-, I did ask for it but he got confused and he was like uh, I was trying to give him forty quid and he was like, giving me three prints so we got all messed up. <laughs> but uh we so want to get if he comes back next year. With that original last with a spelling mistake.
0: Oh yes.
2: And uh yeah, prints of him. K Zabber's sketchbook. Uh cause she's always cool. James Robert scripts, There was a kerfuffle cause he did two scripts with the same cover. Uh by mistake. And so he thought he'd uh, brought four scripts instead of five or or three scripts instead of four, something like that. Uh, so I got the one 40 ad of a Saturday, and then I saw Marion. and said, oh, well, one of his, he actually has lost script for Lost Light 6, but he's got the wrong cover. So I went back to him and I said, oh, he got the Lost Light. Uh, he said, oh, yeah, here it is. Just got the even more of the BCI issue 12 thing. And then I went back up to my room and saw that I'd already got the Lost Light 6 scripts with the wrong cover the first time I bought it. So I ended up with the same one twice. Oh, the cover uh both all signed uh with red dwarf jokes as well on the front. because uh, that's what sort of mad James Roberts is. He pretends he's annoyed about red dwarf thing on Twitter. But he'll he, he brings it upon himself by just writing red dwarf in big letters on front of his scripts. Uh <laughs> he's a he's
0: a fiendish man. In front of your scripts, not I <laughs> I hear he's doing it to everyone's. <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> but uh uh so I ended up giving it uh the double one to uh Teletran Jarvis, I think uh, her Twitter handle is. Mm-hmm and uh, getting the correct one. Uh, I made that sound a far more dramatic story than it actually was by speaking very quickly with a degree of tension in my voice. I mean, it didn't Uh, sound that dramatic. No, (laughs) Screw you, that was an audition for the saga of you being king.
0: (laughs)
1: But how do you know it wasn't linked to the murder, Tom?
0: Well, you know, I've been carefully taking notes and taking in all the clues. Yeah, scripts
2: with wrong cover, that's suspicious. Yeah,
0: I think I'm about ready to... to, um... To finger the man. Um, is when how, how did the rest of the convention? It feels like it's winding down. You told me your your yeah. swag, your piles.
2: Oh, I uh, I also got from a forge among Various prints, uh, but from Zero Kaiser, I got a rug keyring. Ah, oh. that's uh, that was a sort of a hand drawn one. That's very nice. And I I beat uh, Jacob, who uh, people may know as Cyber Doctor. On uh, Twitter, who is the world's most insane rug fan? So I got a bit of rug merchandise he doesn't have. Oh, he's
0: having a good Uh. month.
2: (laughs) Yes, he's a aren't we all, Tom? Aren't
0: we all? (laughs) (laughs) So how did the convention? How did you you end off the convention?
1: Well, on Sunday uh, we went back for more churros uh, with a different group (laughs) of people Um, and some of the same. Heroes uh, forever yes churros forever um and then we uh just sat at the bar chatting to people playing with purchases and um just having a kind of like wind down on the monday it was just a, a an easy kind of breakfast and then finished packing and i was on my way it was a
2: uh... A bit with a Sunday, uh, the highlight for me was uh, a drunken samba dancer. He was, he was just a middle-aged man. He was more like a Transformers fan, to be fair. Maybe that's why he came over. he looked like he was a little middle-aged balding man. <laughs> he didn't fit in with, uh, he belonged with a uh, Swedish people. But uh, he came over very drunk. And he went, ah, oh, hey, that's a Transformers uh, yeah, 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 it's a transformer thing going on here. Oh yeah, yeah, it's a transformer convention, but not all weekend. Wow, how many people? Uh thirteen hundred people. Oh, there's only five hundred of us. How already went off really depressed when we were out- we outnumbered? Numbered the, the salsa, bodies. yes. Uh, so I upset a Samba man and impressed him with a number of Transformers fans. When I came back home, and my, my mom was like, how many people were there? And I said, oh, 1,300. She went, oh, that's rubbish. That's hardly anyone. That does not impress me. So I went from one extreme to the other. Your
1: mom is not easily impressed, is she?
0: <laughs> okay. Marion, how did you leave the convention? Did you um, upset anyone and then leave somebody else not impressed
1: not to my knowledge but you know i don't know maybe people just don't say it to my face as far as i'm aware i just i left um (laughs) (laughs) i left everyone behind happy i didn't insult anyone um i don't know i think it's just you that attracts the extremes (laughs) i'm just happily average
0: hmm Okay, well, I think I can say beyond a shadow of a doubt that I really wish I'd been at TF Nation 2018. Seems like I missed out on a lot. And also, Stuart is a murderer. And I've already called the police. And uh, any minute now, they'll be surrounding your house and um, dragging you presumably to prison. But I guess they can put you anywhere they like. They're the police.
1: On an unrelated note, we have an opening on Podcast Maxima. So if you'd like to apply... Just drop us a message, uh, podcastmaximus at gmail.com. Thanks.
2: This, this, this place will fall apart without me. I'd like to see you two do a podcast on your own. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, you know, we've already actually gotten... Oh, an email's come in from Worf's granddad saying he'd love to be part of a Transformers now, do, do you mean
2: the, the actor, Michael Dorn, or who actually played his own granddad? No. You know, I would set aside for him. I want to set aside for him. <laughs>
0: Michael Dawn. <Dorn. laughs> Podcast Maximus with Marion Hilditch, Tom McNally, and Michael Dawn. I am Weasel himself.
2: He's, he's not got the call about being in the Picard show, so he's have to make do with us instead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, I will say one thing that did make me very happy about TF Nation is that we have a closing ceremony. Now, especially in terms of constructive criticism, the uh, only thing I think maybe they didn't quite get right is the Lost Light panel should have been the last panel. Because uh, I think there's obviously sort of big emotional high, people crying and hugging, and if that sort of event got into the closing ceremony, that would have kept the momentum up. Uh, but in between, we had an interesting panel, uh, especially for an old ham like me, about the organisation of the convention itself. But a lot of interesting stuff in it, but didn't quite hit the same. Everybody's got tears running down their faces. I mean, J- James Roberts expressed emotion at the end of the Lost Light panel. And that's, Felt like it was yet yeah, the natural end point for the convention. That shock. Hey, <laughs> I mean, emotion about Alexa, not where I'm going to. Was that an intentional Battlestar Galactica reference? And he's going, No, I've never seen Battlestar Galactica. I've never seen it. Why do you say these hurtful things? Have you seen Archer's Goo? No, leave me alone. Leave me alone. That normally is the only time uh, that you see any emotion from him. But he was, he, he was hugging people at the end of the Lost Light panel. Wow. It was uh, a distressing sight. With his actual uh, body. Yeah, but uh, with a closing ceremony, uh, they announced the dates for next year, which uh, they've not... And I had an interesting conversation with Billy, actually, about why they've not done that uh, the last few years, which uh, I'm not sure I can actually repeat, but it's, it's an interesting reason. So if you ever see Billy, you ask him about that, uh, the guy who organises the App Nation. But uh, I know the dates, and I know I've already got them off. Because I managed to guess correctly where they were holding next year's conventions, so that's very good. That's uh, none of their many epic struggles. Well, you, you because, uh, like John Barber, I only say positive things about people I work for, so I've enjoyed those epic struggles to get the time off the last few years. But uh, it's it's nice to have another more mellow holiday thing this year.
0: Well, yeah, you heard it here first. You can when Stuart, if Stuart's out of jail, you'll be able to come see him. <laughs>
2: Well, I've not said I'm going yet, Tom. I've just put time off. Yeah? Don't make me seem too too easy.
0: Have to... <laughs> um, yes, mm. I will be there too.
1: Yay. Are you sure you won't be writing a dissertation or anything like that?
0: I'm not entirely sure on the timing. I think I'll be done. I think I'll be done by, by this time next year. I think dissertation's more like June. I think that's when I'll be uh, sort of chewing my fingers off.
1: Okay, and you a lot of interesting things to contribute, I imagine, that you will have learned during your course.
0: Oh, yeah, man. If you want to know about some sort of obscure taxonomy question, I will have uh, addressed and probably not entirely solved by <laughs> by this time yeah. next year. Uh, I've got lots of
2: taxonomy questions. Uh, can you stuff a badger?
0: No, Stuart. I've spent a lot of time with my uncles, and uh great uncles and they're all I don't see do with a question. quite old and they've all done this joke <laughs> not that exact same
2: joke. I mean <laughs> it is a went for an animal and you obviously can't stuff. That's funnier. <laughs> I thought about that
0: time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, variations on the theme. Um No. You can't stuff anything, nothing ever gets stuffed, it's all a lie. And are you there
2: next year, Marion?
1: I I hope that I will be there next year. Um, there's no reason why I wouldn't be right now, as far as I'm aware. It depends when A-levels are going to be next year. <laughs> uh, I might not be there for all the, all the way to Monday, but I will be around. I will do my very best to be there for as long as I can. Um, I just want to say, before we wrap up, that it was an amazing convention again. It's hard to forget. This is the third year these guys are running it, and... Wow, for the size of the thing, I mean they're doing a an amazing job. Um, it just it just runs. You don't really know what's happening. You would never have guessed that thirteen hundred people were there. Uh so well done guys and everybody. They put up a whole concert this year and they did it all seamlessly. Like it did not feel like things were being you know, you you couldn't tell. That you were, you know, being taken out of a room, walked down to the bar, and at the same time a whole concert was being set up, you know, as you were walking out. It was just seamless. It was amazing. Well done, everybody.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think if the if worst thing you'd say about an event is they could have done two panels the other way around, that's a good convention. Yeah. That's a really well run event. And uh, yeah, but absolutely no Even the hotel. I know uh, people had issues with aspects of the hotel, uh, but for me this year, it actually went pretty well. I can't even complain about that. I even even got relatively quick service at the bar every time
0: for the first time ever. Goodness me. Seems like they've got this TF Nation thing down pat. Well, okay, so we've solved a heinous heinous murder. Um, Who did I murder? Oh, I don't know. Take your pick. Uh, was it Wolf, uh, the Juraz man? Yes, you murdered that Juraz man in cold blood with him. <laughs>
2: because he's. With a, pe- people only really like the Juraz sisters anyway. They were much better than any of the male Juraz. And all the Star Trek in a are in agreement with me. There.
0: Yep, yep. Smashed him to death with a slick. And um, uh, now justice has been done. Uh, we recommended a convention. We've all made our promises to be next there uh, next year. And now. We need to make our goodbyes. Stuart Aww. Tell me Tar, oh. <laughs> what are you gonna be doing from prison? Uh well I, I'm gonna set up
2: uh, a prison library and uh you know work there, mm-hmm. sort out a book, self eyes them properly, maybe ordering some new ones, mm-hmm. uh work in the laundry over weekends perhaps, you know, get some good off time off for good behaviour, work the system uh, set, set an appeal in motion as well. I don't know oh. you're a qualified criminologist, so it's, uh, I think I would easily win that.
0: Yeah, yeah, there's a uh, lot of holes in my investigation. I mean, you should take advantage of that.
2: Yeah, uh, but when well, I'm not doing all that, uh, I'm still on Twitter, at uh, as I said earlier about that auction, do check it out. I am still just doing Transformation. It is on to the last month, have four weeks left, before I hit issue 332 of... Uh, James Robert's second favourite number of, <laughs> of the comic. Uh, so it's all gearing up. I've got the an, final annual to-do, the final collected comics to do, Generation 2 to-do. Uh, all that stuff is coming in the next month, and it's all going to be very, very exciting. And if you uh, go and look at this week's, uh, you'll see the last ever appearance of Ratchet, Shockwave, Starscream and Megatron, and the Ark... Crashing into a it again, because that's what the arc likes to do. So I've a lot to talk about there. And uh, I now also have a Ko-Fi page, like all the cool kids. Uh, which any money raised of that will be going towards uh paid Andrew Turbo and Stuart Denier, properly for their work on Transformation Volume 3 in advance, which I, I've not been able to do the last couple of times. Maybe doing it for mate's rates, so I want them to get get some actual money. So if you enjoyed any of this stuff, what a Fling a pound. Well, I think it's three pounds is, is a minimum, but I don't, I don't control that. But fling it my way anyway. And it'll all go to, to some deserving Scotsman and uh, the second best Stuart associated with this podcast.
0: Can't argue with that. And Marion, what have you been up to and where? how can we get hold of you in infraspace?
1: Well, I'm on Twitter as Marcia and Instagram and Tumblr and many places Uh, I will be shortly opening my website properly which will have an online store as well I'll be tweeting about that and announcing it in general when I do like I say I'm hoping that this will be by the end of this week uh, and you'll be able to buy some of the charity cards over there and otherwise I am just around
0: oh good place to be
1: yeah Um, I am
0: on Twitter at Jerome McNally. I'm also on Instagram, I think at the same. Maybe I'm Tom McNally on Instagram, where I uh, uh, post signs and litter and occasionally a toy. But uh, the big news is that uh, my audio drama production company, Red Button Audio, um, has uh, released the audio dramas that were most were most recently done by the children of St. Mark's C of E Primary School in Whitehawk. Uh, they adorably made uh, two sort of adventure stories uh, that you can go find on our SoundCloud, which is Red Button Audio UK. Um, and excitingly, the audio drama I write for, I wrote an episode of The Other 1%, Uh which you may not have heard of because it just launched it launched yesterday and you can go find the other one percent on itunes and stitcher and audio boom and elsewhere Uh, you can find the first episode the Conneen ghost uh which stars my friends josh and amy and and on january the 25th you can find an episode of that written by me i wrote a spooky ghost story uh which is something that everybody should do at least once in their life read and well Right. A spooky ghost story. And that's all from me from today. Well, at least it would be Tom if you were really Tom McNally. But not
2: remembering your Instagram page actually is Tom McNally makes me think... Ow! Gasp, it's Wilkins, a caretaker, the actual murderer.
0: Ah, he loved murdering people.
2: Oh, uh, there we go. A Scooby-Doo spoof at the yeah, end there. That's the level. Agree.
0: Goodbye, everybody. I mean, you know, we did it on the fly. I think it was all right.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well done. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.